0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Jason Williams.
1: And I'm Blake Castetter,
0: And we are the Sunday fun Day guys. Blake, they don't call it wild card weekend for nothing, my brother.
1: Craziness
0: oh. last week.
1: So many things we didn't see coming.
0: At all. Blowouts. Blowouts galore. Only one really good game, if you want me to be honest. Everything else was a blowout. Some we expected. Some came way out of left field.
1: Upsets.
0: Yes. That Cowboys game, man. You talk about a team getting dominant, and, and we're not going to get too much into last week because we want to start talking about this week. But, man, not only the I mean, I've never seen a team in the playoffs get destroyed like that at home.
1: And that was their first home <laughs> loss since... Early 21. Right. <laughs> With everything on the line.
0: And some way, somehow, they keep their coach, but that's not, um, that's a discussion for another day.
1: There's a lot of talk around the uh, fantasy community about how badly they need Derek Henry so they can get back to the ground and pound and open it up for Dak.
0: But they had a chance to get him and they passed. Right. They they pass. So, again, they're going to have to, again, if they're keeping their coach, which it looks like they are, uh, they're going to have to make some changes. Congratulations to the Lions. Their playoff drought is over with in terms of a victory. So that was cool to see, being a Bengals fan and knowing what that's like.
1: I was going to say that, man. I I saw that dude (laughs) crying on TV, found out his dad, you know, helped build the stadium Mm -hmm. and whatnot, which is pretty cool in itself. But – Man, I was at that Raiders game against the Bengals and we beat them. And I don't want to say that I was crying really, but holy cow, it was a flood of emotions and yeah. getting that first win and a whole lifetime of games that I remember losing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there were some bad ones in there. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, it's it's uh when you haven't won in so long, I mean, you're talking a generation of not winning, almost two generations. So congratulations to the Lions. Uh, Philadelphia did not see that. We kind of saw that coming, the way they played the last couple months, but I didn't see, I mean, that game wasn't close at all, not at all. And um, they got a lot of things to try to figure out in Philly and Dallas. So um, it's going to be interesting off seasons for those two teams in those two cities for sure.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, locker room grumblings between Hurts and A.J. Brown and what's mm. going to happen. Yep, yep. Um, Stay tuned. And the retiring of Mr. Kelsey.
0: Yeah, maybe retire. We still don't – we're not 100% sure, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, I digress. Even though the games were blowouts, it was still nice to watch some playoff football. A lot of fans in the stands, a lot of people cheering, a lot of people happy, a lot of people sad. Some people uh, gloating at the loss of a particular team. We all know what team that is, but we're going to move on to this week. So we got some really, really interesting matchups to say the least, Blake.
1: Got Mahomes going on the road for the first time in his career. Technically on the road. Super Bowls have been neutral sites, right? Sure. Mm Going to see an away crowd for the first time in his career.
0: I wonder how that's going to go. That's going to be an interesting uh, storyline, to say the least.
1: It is. Does he show mm-hmm. up and show his experience in the playoffs and the success he's had, or mm-hmm. does he crumble?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Their offense hasn't looked good. I mean, last week they didn't look bad. Mm-hmm. But their offense hasn't looked great of recent.
0: Yeah, you. I mean, you, they look a lot different than they have in the past, and we talked about this way, way early in the season. How was the loss of enemy going to play a role in that? Now, obviously, they've had a lot of drops. That's been well documented. But, again, I think that loss to, of Eric Enemy is key. And also, to go back to Philly, the losing of their offensive and defensive coordinators, again, I, I think people underestimate um, what that can do to a team the next year.
1: I mean, you're changing your motto. Yeah. Your approach to offense and defense completely.
0: No matter exactly. how you look at it, your leader exactly. of
1: that segment of the game is gone.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why we are, and we always tell people, I always say to people, listen, every year a team's different and you don't know what it's going to be like. And play, people think it's just the players that make the team, but the coaches are just as important as the players, especially if they've been around a while and there's some continuity. So those teams have lost – coordinators and they don't look like the same teams, but you know, we'll see in the future, but we're going to get into this weekend. and We're going to talk about the games. You want to kick it off, buddy?
1: I mean, we already are halfway into Kansas city, Buffalo. Let's just keep rolling. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's your gut on that? My does Kansas gut city go is, into Buffalo I think and Buffalo does it go into overtime?
0: uses the example of the last several years of losing and not making it to get over the hump and beat Mahomes. I think Mahomes plays okay, but I think Buffalo's on a mission. They've been hot, and I think they're on a mission. And when you get hot this time of year, that could propel you into not only a championship, but a Super Bowl. So my gut is telling me Buffalo, the one thing I would watch if I was watch- just as, as, as fanatics start to watch this games, is look at Buffalo's defense. Now, they were decimated with injuries throughout the year, and they lost a couple other guys last week so if buffalo's defense could hold up against mahomes i think josh allen and the boys on offense are going to hold up their end of the bargain
1: man kansas city's passing defense has looked really good these last 3 weeks
0: yep they have they have Talking how do you we'll see. yeah i mean how do you stop josh allen on the ground though i mean he's he's like a i mean it's the thing, i mean it's amazing how fast he is to be that big so i think if kansas city's defense can actually stop josh allen from running i think they'll have a better shot but i think i think buffalo is really on a mission i think they realize their shortcomings over the past couple years and i think they they want to get it done i think they actually get it done this time i think it'll be a good game and i think buffalo wins
1: i'm gonna go on a wild limb Yeah. And this is just more of an ironic pick. I say it goes to overtime.
0: Okay. I say (laughs) Buffalo
1: gets the ball first and scores a touchdown. And in looking back in recent history of Kansas City-Buffalo playoff games, Kansas City takes it back down, scores a touchdown, and guess what they do?
0: They go for two?
1: They go for two for the win. Uh, after Buffalo lobbied for the change in rule of getting the second possession. Oh,
0: man, yeah, you're throwing a – that's a crazy scenario. (laughs) I like that. I like that. I like that. I don't want to
1: see Kansas City win. You know that, but – Oh, yeah.
0: Yep. Nope. I I would – Yeah, nonetheless, I think it's going to be a great game. So that's going to be a game to watch. Now, going over to the other AFC game, we got the Houston Texans who, let's be honest, folks, nobody saw this one coming playing against the Ravens. Give me give me your take on this one, Blake.
1: I tell you what. Stroud looked good against mm-hmm. Cleveland's defense. I don't think Cleveland's defense. I think Cleveland might have regretted rest resting mm-hmm. all the players they did. Um mm-hmm. Houston's pass defense has allowed the second most passing deep yards since week 14. Also the 7th most receiving yards per game to perimeter receivers. Mm. The Ravens, however, of late have been kind of a run funnel on defense. 7th most rushing yards per game. 3rd highest yards before contact per attempt.
0: That's that's a surprising stat.
1: One thing that Baltimore does well is get after the quarterback at a high rate of success when they blitz, mm. but they only blitz 22% of the time. Interesting. So if that continues, you're giving CJ Stroud a lot of time to make plays. Now, Baltimore's pass defense is pretty solid. Right. But if he's got a lot of time, CJ Stroud is pretty solid.
0: Right, right. We've seen that already.
1: And then you got the storyline of the Mark Andrews activated off the IR. Does he come back? I don't think so. Storyline of if he does, you really need to can just Mark Andrews coming back. That's an interesting yeah, twist.
0: It is. It is. I, I think that's gonna be an interesting uh subplot. Like nobody saw nobody expected Mark Andrews to play. And not only is he, like, practice, he's ready. I think he's ready to go. So that's with, live, with Isaiah Lively and Mark Andrews. Now, do you go two tights? Is that a whole different type of formations we're talking about that the, the Texans haven't seen? That's going to be an interesting subplot within the game if Mark Andrews plays and how they incorporate him after he's been out, what, a couple months?
1: Yeah, is he a decoy? Mm-hmm. Is he fully active? I'll tell you what, you'll see it later. I stay completely away, and I recommend staying away if Mark Andrews is active from all prop bets regarding receivers for Baltimore.
0: Right. I hear you. I hear you. So I, I I go along kind of the same lines as you do in terms of this particular game. I think Houston, again, they played each other before, but that, that was the very first game, and we talked about that. That was one of our rules, like rookie quarterback, starting it used to play pretty well under the circumstances. It is the first game it is in Baltimore. It's a hard place to play. One thing to watch with these number one season is what kind of rust do they have? They haven't really played a game in several weeks. So I think the key is and just like what green Bay did last week against Dallas. They took the ball and they went right down the field and that immediately put the pressure on the Cowboys and they never recovered from that. So It'll be interesting to see what these teams do who have played this week against teams that have not played if they're aggressive right off the bat and try to take it to the teams because they may be rusty. And I, I think that's a strategy that works, if you want my opinion. I think you take it and you get the ball, you try to score, you pitch your guys up, and then you just kind of say, hey, we're coming at you.
1: I agree. And, I'm, yeah. and now that you mentioned this, both number one seeds rested their key players week 18 mm-hmm. and then had a bye week.
0: Yeah, that's three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time in the NFL. Wow. Yeah, I think that's going to be a key. I, I, think, I think this game is going to be I, – I think Houston covers the spread, to be honest with you. I think nine and a half is way too much. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryan is a heck of a coach. I think the defense will be better. Obviously, he's going to have to game plan against Lamar, who's a dynamic quarterback. But also, the Ravens are going to have to change what they did against C.J. Stroud, because I guarantee if they do the same thing they did the first game, they're going to be in trouble.
1: I agree with you. I think 9.5 is way too much with how Houston played last week.
0: Yeah, 100%. So there we are. We have the AFC games. Now let's kick it over to the NFC. Again, number one seed, San Francisco, going against... Number seven, the first number seven seed to win a playoff game, the Green Bay Packers. And I think the strategy for Green Bay is simple. Carbon copy of what you did against Dallas. Now, San Francisco's defense is a lot better than Dallas's defense. Now, Dallas got all the the hype, Micah Parsons playing, but at the end of the day, Green Bay ran it right down their throat. Now, will they be able to do that against San Francisco? Chances are they will not be able to do it, but they at least have to try. So I think Green Bay comes out again aggressive and seeing what happens. And the key for this game is, is, is the quarterbacks. Like how does Purdy play and how does love play? And if Jordan love plays like he did last week, green Bay's got a shot.
1: I don't know if I agree with has a shot, but I will say that I agree that it comes down to quarterback play. And I think it comes back down to 100% Brock Purdy Mm -hmm. green Bay's past defense has not been good since week 14. Third highest yards per attempt allowed, fifth most passing yards allowed, fifth right. most passing touchdowns allowed, and the second highest passer rating. Right. Allowed.
0: Right.
1: If Brock Purdy shows up in his normal fashion that he does at home, I think this game is done. Okay. So I think just, nine and a half is enough.
0: So so just like Dallas. Like so if you're if you're reading those stats last week. We're saying, oh, this is this is this is not even going to be close, right, 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 right. So you're telling me the stats for Green Bay's awful defense, but somehow, some way, they ended up pulling it out. So I, after last weekend, all bets are off. If anything's a lock these days, I'm not saying San Francisco won't win, but I think this game is going to be an interesting. game. Green Bay has got the momentum. I I would almost assure you they're going to do the same thing they did last week. If they win that toss, they're going to take the ball and they're going to try to score. You, And Brock Purdy hasn't played in three weeks. And again, it's all about timing. So in these games where the number one seeds are playing, pay attention to the first quarter. Because if you watched the game last week against Dallas, after the first quarter, you're like, I'm not so sure Dallas is going to win this game. And then after halftime, you were like, yeah, there's no way they're winning this game. So very, very... Uh, be very, very aware of the first quarter in both of those games with the number one seeds.
1: I mean, you're right. They it needs to be a carbon copy of what they did if yeah. they want to have a shot. Come out and smack them in the mouth.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. But again, the Niners are a lot different than Dallas. Dallas is a finesse team with a lot of hype, and they always tell people how tough they are. They're really not. I mean, they got run through like, like Swiss cheese. San Francisco is definitely so then a lot. We got different. one
1: game left. We got Tampa Bay and Detroit.
0: Yeah. Who you got
1: (laughs) in Detroit getting six and a half points. I struggle with that. I struggle with which Detroit offense is going to show up, but Detroit at home is, I mean, they're pretty good at home. Golf has been good at home. Mm -hmm. Um, Since week 14, both of these run defenses are top ranked in yards allowed number one and number two. Yep. So it's going to come down to the passing game. Which QB can perform better? Which defense is going to allow more yards? I think it comes down to how Baker Mayfield plays. Shake and bake. As crazy as that sounds. <laughs> I think Detroit's defense isn't as solid as Tampa Bay's. And I, if Baker Mayfield shows up, they might just pull out the upset in at Ford Field.
0: Again, after last week, nothing's off the table. And I agree with you. Like the key to this game is definitely going to be the quarterback play because you got two guys. Now, let's be honest, they're kind of middle of the road quarterbacks. You're ranking them, they're in the teens. So they're not elite by any stretch of the means. They both had pretty good years. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to golf and Baker. We could say, you know, St. Brown, Laporta, Evans, Godwin, but defenses, whatever. But at the end of the day, these two teams are actually pretty evenly matched. So when the teams are evenly matched, it usually comes down to how the quarterback plays. And we've seen both their times play like all pros, and we've seen them play like practice squad quarterbacks. So, again, the key to this game is definitely going to be the quarterback play.
1: So who you got? I got I'm got. i rolling with the
0: Lions. I, I said at the beginning of the year, I think the Lions have a shot to make the NFC Championship. And I'm I'm not backing down from that. Everybody's like, man, you 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 really? Yeah, I, I said that. People looked at me like I had eight heads. I'm like, I like the way the team is built. It's just all about golf. It always has been about golf. So I'm still rolling with the Lions. But a close game, I think that six and a half is too much.
1: I take the home team as well, and I think six and a half is a lot.
0: Yep, I agree. I agree.
1: All right. Well, there you have it, man. We're through each of the games. Whew. So let's jump into our fantasy postseason. season So, oh. I mean, <laughs> last week was, it wasn't a bad week. We're out of over a thousand people. We're in the top
0: 40%. This is a good start. Uh,
1: we went Stafford at QB, which performed well, where we really missed. Was it running back and yeah. we went Rashad white and Kyron Williams. And the big deal is that both of them didn't get in the end zone. And both of them only had one reception,
0: which is crazy, surprising. Cause if you look over, if you looked at their stats for the past month, you'd be like, "There's just, just no, they're going to score a touchdown." Yep. But again, that's the, that's, that's the, that's what we talk about in fantasy. You just never know. Like you have no, you think you know, you got the stats, you got the numbers at least for like the last summer weeks, so you got credible numbers, and then they put up a goose egg and don't score a touchdown. Both running backs.
1: And then the same poison killed us with uh, Mike Evans. Uh-huh. Uh, three catches on seven targets. Didn't have a touchdown. Puka had a great game. And Joku didn't score a touchdown, but went like seven for 93. So game, yeah, solid performance. We had Fairbairn who was with Houston, put up a lot of points just because yep. Houston put up a lot of points. Um, what killed us also, we thought Buffalo's defense was going to play a little bit better against Pittsburgh, but um, ended up allowing 17 points, which really minimized the number of points that Buffalo could put up.
0: Yeah, that was a surprising uh, game considering Buffalo was at home. You know, Mason Rudolph was starting, and but it, it, it's a typical Steelers. that They're just never out of a game. Some way, somehow they fight their way. You know, we can all hate the Steelers and Steeler fans or whatever, but at the end of the day you got to give them respect because they fought to the end. And I, I can respect that as a, uh, uh, as a person who likes to watch the NFL. Like they, they never give up regardless of the score. And uh, anyway, that's a tribute to, to Mike Tomlin his coaching.
1: I agree. Yep. They they did fight back and they tried to make it a game. It was just Buffalo, that a 21-0 lead. Yeah, it's tough. It's hard to overcome.
0: Yeah, it's tough, but they, they were trying. And I, like I said, I give them credit for that. So, you know, obviously, last week we had a couple guys that we thought were going to step up that did not. But this week, hey, another week, Blake, we got we got another week to kind of redeem ourselves, right?
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to go over the lineup for this weekend's division round. So as we talked about at quarterback, we want we want guys that are kind of playing hot and, and, and can sling the ball around. And let's be honest, there's nobody hotter than uh, Baker Mayfield, Blake. Uh, over the last month, he's put up some really good numbers and has been consistent, which has always been his kind of MO, the inconsistency. So at quarterback, we're going with Baker Mayfield against, as we know, a porous Detroit Lions secondary.
1: And that's the kicker right there. Let's take advantage yep. of a secondary that allows a lot of points.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, our, our running backs well, may surprise you a little bit, uh, our first running back is Devin Singletary up against the Ravens. And you may say, well, Jason, Ravens, pretty good defense. Yeah. Well, if you dive deeper, and Blake has dove deeper, uh, the Ravens have a propensity to give up some yards in the running game. And we felt like Devin Singletary was one of the better options for this week. Now, we're just talking this week. Obviously, there's more games to be played, but we wanted to go with Devin Singletary this week. And we stuck in the AFC and went with Pacheco for Kansas City against Buffalo because we feel like Buffalo's defense is kind of hurts or is hurt. And we think Kansas City is going to feed Pacheco the ball and he's going to have an opportunity to make some pretty good runs. And he runs hard, as we all know. And uh, he's actually been probably, if you want to be honest, kind of the most valuable player for that offense, because they're not the same as they used to be. They're a lot less explosive. And Pacheco has been the most consistent player on that team.
1: And Buffalo, you know, their pass defense has been good. Yep. Run defense has been okay.
0: Right. So we do the lesser of the two evils. So we're going Devin Singletary against Baltimore and Isaiah Pacheco against the Buffalo Bills. Now, a wide receiver. You know, we kind of we were kind of back and forth on this one, but again, Detroit—the juicy matchup between Tampa and Detroit—we we felt like Chris Godwin was a—I uh, don't want to say a no brainer, but kind of an easy choice against that secondary. And we know Chris Godwin likes to operate in the slot, and Baker likes to find people in the slot. So I, we think Chris Godwin is going to be in line for again volume targets catches. So we think Godwin's going to have a good game. And then on AMC, we went with Rasheed Rice against Buffalo because, simply put, other than Kelsey, Mahomes, that's the only guy he trusts. So we feel like Mahomes is going to look Rice's way a lot, and he's going to give him an opportunity to make plays against the Bills.
1: And if Kansas City's going to win, it's – I mean, we, we went through the air and through the ground. Yeah. And we were torn on Evans and Godwin. But because we had picked Evans last week, we couldn't pick him again this week. But we wanted to take advantage of that matchup.
0: Sure. So Chris Godwin and Rasheed Rice are our receivers for this week. And then tight end, you know, we kind of went back and forth because there's actually some pretty good tight ends out there still. And we ended up picking Joku last week. But we went with Dalton Schultz this week against the Baltimore Ravens. One of C.J. Stroud's favorite targets, he actually you know, probably dropped a wide-open pass last week. He did drop a wide-open pass, potentially for a touchdown. But we think it's going to be an integral part of the Texas offense this week against the Ravens. So we went ahead and we picked Dalton Schultz against Baltimore, knowing that we still have the Kittles, the Laportas, and well, potentially even Mark Edwards, who's back from injury, at our disposal in the next couple weeks.
1: Well, I'm gonna call you out on that one. We're going all the way back to Mark Edwards.
0: I'm sorry, Mark Andrews.
1: Wow. Cincinnati ah. <laughs> Native, Mark Edwards. Cool. You,
0: you, you don't even know the story behind that. So there's a there's a reason probably why I said his name, because he and I are the same age. He was Mr. Football my senior year, Cue to Glory Days by Bruce. And we played them in the North South game. We played the South team, and of course the North one. So I will just let that be. And, uh, but Mr. Yeah, Mr. Edwards was much ballyhooed. And, uh, let's just say we put a, we put a muzzle on him for that game, but no, I meant Mark Andrews, not Mark Edwards. So, uh, Raven's got him back. It's going to be interesting to see how they incorporate him in the game, Blake.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: Yep. And then for kicker, we went chase McLaughlin, you know, uh, Tampa's kicker. So we figured he was indoors Potentially score a lot of points. So I think that was an easy pick. And then defense was kind of a difficult choice. Because uh, there's really no really elite defenses out there. I mean, you can say the Niners and maybe the Ravens. But we ended up going with KC against Buffalo. Um, just for the simple fact is we wanted to hold off and use some of those better defenses maybe later uh, as well, as we get closer to championship week and then also the
1: Super Bowl definitely save it and we got to make sure that our lineup is able to be completely filled. Yeah. Come Super Bowl week and you know there's wide receivers and running backs you can stretch. Sure. And you can throw in a backup running back if you have to. A wide receiver 3 if you have to. But when it comes to team quarterback and team defense, mm-hmm. if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a quarterback.
0: Exactly. You're same with
1: defense. You're out of luck. You're out of luck. So
0: Real quick, go through, through, go through our uh, roster for this week. We got Baker Mayfield, Devin Singletary, Isaiah Pacheco, Chris Godwin, Rashid Rice, Dalton Schultz, Chase McLaughlin, and Kansas City's defense versus the Buffalo Bills.
1: Hopefully we can make up some ground and get that top 20% by the end of this week.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, now we get to talk about bets, Blake. Who you? What, what are you thinking bet-wise this week? Weekend. Man, I...
1: I went heavy on performance as opposed to over unders and covers and touchdown scores. Okay. I went heavy on performance. Now, I'll start it off. I like the Ravens Texans game. So I like uh-huh. the over. So I'm going heavily everything based on DraftKings sportsbook this week. Mm-hmm. The overs at 43 and a half. I think that's an insanely low number. Okay. I think both offenses are going to put up a lot of points. And I think Houston getting nine and a half points is a solid pick as well. I think C.J. Stroud, with the facts that I mentioned earlier today, C.J. Stroud at 237 and a half and one and a half, I'll take the overs on both of those. If Baltimore blitzes at only a 22% rate, I think he has enough time to pick apart the defense Mm -hmm. and make some good passes. Now, also, like I said, Devin Singletary. Earlier in the week, it was at 54 and a half. I liked that a lot against the run funnel that has been Baltimore's defense recently. Mm-hmm. Since I looked earlier in the week, it's now up to 59 and a half. Wow. I don't know how confident I am in that one. I've got that one noted to watch. If it creeps back down towards fifty four and a half, you're in. I'm in on that. Okay. And then Nico Collins at seventy-seven and a half, and a half. Easy. I mean, he's just, he's that's been on a steal. fire. Yeah, so how that's do you a not? steal, yeah. Right? That is so a steal. Over in San Francisco, I liked Purdy over 263 and a half. So he's at home, and in every single one of his home games this year, he's thrown for at least 250. Mm-hmm. I'll take the bonus 14 against Green Bay's pass defense. Then I'll take Debo over 57 and yards.
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. He has a 26.7% target share against two high defenses, as well as a 38.7% first read share against two high safeties as well. Mm-hmm. Green Bay, what do you know? Has the fourth highest two high rate at 62.9%. And the Packers are horrible against slot receivers. Debo and Iyuk are in the slot at times. They both play the slot. Mm -hmm. I'll take the over on Debo. Staying in that game, Jaden Reed last week went up against the number one defense against slot receivers and got shut out. Three targets, zero receptions. I think there's a little bit of a, um, There's definitely a positive regression coming. I think that you're seeing a difference in the uh, bet world based on his output last week. Right. This week, I'll take his over three and a half receptions all day long as he's had four or more receptions in eight straight games leading up to the Dallas game. Mm -hmm. And on that note, I will also take his over 40 and a half yards. One more game. We got got you. Detroit and Tampa Bay. I'll take the sun god over 92 and a half yards. That's a big number.
0: That is. However,
1: he's had 95 or more in seven of his last eight. And no fewer than 77 in any home game this season. And earlier this year went for 124 against Tampa Bay. I'll also take golf. Over one and a half, and I will take his alternate over 275. Mm-hmm. With how the Bucks play, Rundee and Jared Goff's gone for 270 or more in four of his last five games. I'll take that alternate at 275. Okay. And like I said earlier, Tampa Bay's pass defense, or passing offense, I'm all in on. Every single mm-hmm. over, awful Lions secondary. Give me Baker <laughs> over one and a half. Give me Baker over 255 and a half. Give me Godwin over 64 and a half. And give me Evans over 69 and a half.
0: So you're saying load up on the bucks this week. All put your, in. Put your money on the bucks, folks. You heard That's it right. here first. You heard it here first. Well, I mean, those are some um uh, interesting uh overs, unders, you know. Interesting reception totals. So it's good. These games are going to be really, really fun to watch just because of the the aspect of the bets and how this all plays out. So something to definitely watch if you're placing a bet. So I I uh, I agree with a lot of your picks, Blake, to be honest with you. So um we'll definitely see how that all transpires. Now for my bets, I just I just keep it simple. I, I do any top touchdowns. I'm gonna do maybe an over, maybe an under receiving receptions, maybe yards. So I'll start with the Baltimore-Houston game. Anytime touchdown scores, I have receivers. Both receivers, anytime touchdown scores. I got Zay Flowers and Nico Collins, each number one receiver over their respective offenses. I got Lamar Jackson rushing for over 50 and a half yards. I think that's, I don't want to say it's a steal, a lot, but I feel pretty confident about that. And I got C.J. Stroud passing for over a touchdown and a half. To Blake's point, I think you know the Ravens. If they don't blitz, I think C.J. is going to pick them apart. So something to watch out for in that game. K.C. Uh, Buffalo. I've got anytime touchdown scores as Josh Allen, which again we saw what he did uh, against Pittsburgh. I have Dawson Knox. Now that tight end deal is a little back and forth, but I feel like top Dawson. Dawson Knox has uh, been hot lately, so uh, we'll see how that works. Pacheco and Rashid Rice I have as any-time touchdown scores as well. I've got James Cook over 61.5 yards. He's been playing really, really well in the rushing game. I got Travis Kelsey over the 5.5 touchdowns, uh, excuse me, 5.5 receptions, which I think is a steal. I think he'll get that maybe in the first half. And then I got Pat Mahomes, Pulling a little bit of a Josh Allen over 27 and a half yards rushing for this game. And I have the over as well. So um, a lot of back and forth. I think this game will be good. I think it'll be a pretty high score game. I look, check the weather. Don't think the weather will be a factor on Sunday. So again, a lot of scoring in this game. And I think the over is definitely in play. Now, NFC wise, Green Bay at San Francisco, uh, any time touchdown scores, you got to put CMC in there. That's a given. Uh, but I'm going with Don Tonovan Wicks for the Green Bay, and I think he scored He scored last week, I know for sure. And he's had a pretty hot month, and Jordan Love's looking for him. So I think he's going to be one that you're going to watch out for in terms of any time touchdown scores. And I also have George Kittle as an any touchdown scorer as well. And then I have both quarterbacks over touchdown and a half. I got Purdy and Jordan Love over one and a half touchdowns this week. And then I also have Wicks, excuse me, over two and a half receptions. I think that's a, I feel like that's a pretty good, pretty safe bet. Two and a half receptions. He's been hot. Jordan Love's looking for him. I think he'll definitely do that. And lastly, Detroit Detroit and Green Bay. I got any top touchdown scores being Gibbs and St. Brown for Detroit, and then White and Godwin for Tampa. I got Baker over a touchdown and a half. Mike Evans definitely over four and a half receptions after last week. And as Blake said, I'm definitely feeling it over on this game. So those are my bets for this week.
1: Yeah, uh, Evans hadn't had so many drops last week. Whether it be. I mean, he would have crushed the four yeah. receptions over
0: last year. And I, I think, you know, when a receiver typically has a bad game, I, I think the onus is always on the offense to get him involved early. So that's something you're going to watch. He could have four receptions in the first drive. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. But, uh, again, definitely the bets keep it interesting, folks. So those are our bets for this week. Blake, what are your thoughts going into this weekend and in the, in the games?
1: Lots of overs. I think lots of offense. I enjoyed lots of offense last week, and I'd like Mm -hmm. to see lots of offense this week. And I think that's part of the reason that um, I play more overs than unders.
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree. I agree there's going to be a lot more offense this week. I don't think the weather will be as as much of a factor as it was last week in some of the locations. I think there's going to be some games where the number one seeds may start off slow, but I think they kind of get their groove in the second half. Uh, hopefully it's as good as last week in terms of surprises. I'm always up for a good surprise. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's good not to have the same teams uh, that are always making uh, the championships. But uh, speaking of that, speaking of championships, we're going to next week, we're going to go over the upcoming conference championship matchups, review our lineup choices for the week. And again, share some of our favorite bets for you guys to play.
1: And again, This is not financial advice.
0: No, this is not at your own risk, folks. (laughs) This is at your own risk.
1: This is a for fun podcast.
0: 100% for fun. Not for profit, for fun. Let's just reiterate that, right? Folks, that's that's a wrap for this episode of the Sunday Funday Guys podcast. My name is Jason Williams. And I'm Blake. Fanatics, we'll see you next week for our... Conference Championship edition of the Sunday Funday Fantasy Podcast. Have a good weekend.